Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the drop-in. It's Tanya here. And I'm Agatha. And today we're doing a little special getting to know Tanya interview. Um, apologies for being a week late, uh, but life just got in the way. So we're here now and we're really excited about this episode. Uh, just a little bit of a chance to dive deeper into who Tanya is. Um, mm. I found this quote the other day as we were kind of preparing for this interview and it says, anytime you reveal personal information to someone else, it increases intimacy between you and the other person. So the hope is that this just does that. It increases intimacy. You feel a little bit more like you know Tanya and um, will also do one with me in a couple of weeks. So next week. Hope yeah, yeah, next week, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, just to make up for our tardiness on this one. <laughs> yeah, thanks um, for understanding, folks. Yeah. Um, so shall we so, drop yeah. in? Yeah, let's do it. Mm. Um, so, Tanya, my first question for you is a bit of a, just a general, how would you introduce yourself to someone that you don't know maybe a stranger at a party or someone that you are just meeting for the first time cool um so hi everyone <laughs> I'm Tanya I think it depends what sort of party <laughs> is it a yeah. women's circle yeah. or is it a rager um, <laughs> you get to choose you get to yeah. choose <laughs> um so I'm Tanya I am a yoga teacher I have a huge passion for the da for dance and the creative arts and creativity in general uh adorer of nature um I love witnessing the seasons and living in tune to the seasons and noticing how the the cycles of just seasons um ripple and repeat themselves in so many areas of our lives um mm. and how much magic that creates yeah I just find yeah. it very intriguing um for the astro human designers i am a pisces sun libra moon cancer rising and i'm a projector in human design one three profile self-projected and aggie is also projector self-projected which is why we love doing this podcast and kind of a key point and why we started it mm. yeah, um, i love that um and as I, mm. your own friend i can definitely say that I can see you living that more cycle of nature and it's like really beautiful to witness as well. Mm. It's how that kind of ripples through your everyday. Um, yeah. And definitely the self-projected projector. I think we really bonded over that um, way back when we met, um, just like talking th things through. So, mm. yeah, as you said, this podcast is a real testament to using our voices um, and I think it's been really natural so yeah I think mm. maybe you could expand on that a little bit on just like what it means to use your voice yeah. um, and I think it is nice that you say that it's where we started because it is like an evolution almost this project this offering is an evolution of how we met and how we got to more comfortable in our voices um, mm. I also just want to say I live in Sydney Australia um, and I have a gorgeous boyfriend, Tom, that I live with. And yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's kind of just you my know, shell. Sure. Yeah. Your little, um, in a nutshell. My little, my little shell. Um, um, 
Using my voice, I to be honest, it's so interesting because I found last year I was voice noting a lot in Voxer. I love that app. And the year before, I feel like the pandemic and then the couple years after, and I feel like now we're now feels like the recovery year of the pandemic in many ways. And mm. um, I actually feel like I haven't been using my voice as much this year at all. Like I'm not on social yeah. media. I had a concussion so like words were just difficult for a long time I had to be really yeah. quiet I don't have I'm not in a like nine month mentoring container where I'm being prompted to share all the time we're not doing that anymore but maybe it's because I have this this here you yeah know, this platform this and platform. I think also like to your point of like it being the recovery year mm. um, maybe we're also interacting with people a little bit in, more in real yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Okay. Yeah. So there am, might be that, that factor. Um, and that kind of leads me nicely into my next question, which is just like what's been going on in your life recently. So I think also something to kind of note with this question is like, um, how are you actually doing? You know, the without kind of like diving into any massive traumas or anything like that. Mm you want to you can but um <laughs> just like a, a real snapshot of what's been going on in your life for, for our listeners year, this year's been a bit of a washing machine of change like everything kind of spinning around changing up going through lots of cycles in a short period of time I find I feel um June where are we we're in July end of July July has been beautiful but there mm. has, it has had its challenges. But for me, July has been really calm, easeful, chill. I definitely burnt out in like April, May, June. I was doing a lot as I was changing um, the way I worked and leaving studios and not teaching full time anymore and getting other casual jobs. And that transition between the way I was working was a very full on. Um, and I mm. think transitions are always challenging and they're a time we always need to kind of up our self-care, but like they can get the better of us and they can get the better of me, I find. Um, yeah. And so I felt like after that, I definitely like crash and burned. <laughs> and then this month, June was really just like the crash and burn and like the <gasps> exhale of like, fuck, it was just hard. And I think June as well, if we think winter, like it's that first season first month of winter it's like winter saying like and winter is harsh and it's like it came in and I saw this in everyone and myself but it was like hard to start to accept the slowing down and to like let go um yes and so I felt that resistance and that struggle in my life and um in the burnout and everything whereas July has just been really nice and just like I've had days off and peaceful and wintry and just you know go to work show up um but the thing with that is I have definitely, it's been a financially a real a struggle this month. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like forever fi- trying to find the balance between how my work and my passion can kind of create the financial stability and offer me the stability for like a financially fulfilling life. Um, mm. But and it's all, this has all been a knock-on effect since like the pandemic, I lost like all my teaching work and it's just, I've never, I haven't found my feet again, like financially since then. And so this month has offered those challenges, even yeah, though my that's... nervous system has felt balanced in other ways. 
I was going to ask you, because you kind of touched on a few things there around burnout, around Mm. like you mentioned the washing machine as well at the very (laughs) beginning. Um, And that kind of made me think of the chariot year that we're actually Mm. all moving through as a collective, um, which I think I've touched on maybe in an episode at some point. Um, But just like how this year has like collectively is just one of massive changes um so it I think that kind of washing machine feeling is probably something that a lot of people are feeling at the moment um maybe not in this very moment but or or they've either felt it or they're about to feel it um I'm definitely seeing that in people yeah yeah so I think that's kind of like not I mean quote unquote reassuring we're all kind of needing to move through that um, but then the other question I had around that was also like, what do you do when you notice this feeling of washing machine, of burnout? Like, what is your, and I think it's really interesting to touch on because we're both kind of preachers of rest and, you know, all these beautiful practices that help us come back. But it's also really important to know that we're human as well and we still have these sensations of burnout. So I think it's kind of an interesting little segue to just touch on. Yeah, totally. To be honest, um, there was definitely, I think it gets to the point where I'm so full and I'm like everything is overflowing that I just have to stop and I just have to, I'm like if I don't stop now, I'm literally ignoring everything that my body is asking from me usually it comes with like an emotional explosion of tears and like literally like the pressure within just explodes out with tears and exhaustion and when that happens I'm like I cannot ignore this and so then I take action by like stripping stuff away from my schedule very abruptly like boom 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 make space (laughs) I can Um, so so relate to that as well (laughs) like I think that's a very projector thing as well yeah um which like sometimes for better or worse we take on a little too much um especially when we're around others we're like yeah I can do that or I can fit that in um and then you get into your solitude and you're like there's no way I can do that um (laughs) and so I think that is a really good thing to kind of be aware of within yourself and just yeah, recently I had a schedule change myself where I was like, I just need two days to like rest. Mm. Um, and it was really cool to see that I could just like say no to things and it was okay. Like nothing, yeah. nothing fell to pieces. <laughs> That's um, it. It's like to ignore these very strong visceral cues from the body would be like a, dis- a massive disservice to myself. And like, the thing is, I'm proud of myself that I've gotten to the point that I, when I get to that point, I take action. I don't ignore it. And then like, yeah, I was going to say greater harm. Yeah. Do you think previously you weren't or hadn't listened, like maybe in another era of your life yeah, <laughs> prior definitely. to yoga teaching or things yeah, like that? Yeah, the pushing, uh, the pushing would have been um, more common yeah. for a longer period of time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Amazing amazing to kind of even notice that within yourself to Mm. see that that growth and change um want to change gears a little bit but I think it relates to what we've been kind of touching on and maybe our own imprints that we've had within ourselves around 
how we've grown up and maybe this little bit of an insight into you know what has built you from the foundation mm. um yeah totally. yeah so the, the question is like how or where did you grow up and I think what has shaped you to be who you are now um maybe things that you've been unraveling along the way as well <laughs> yeah I think I want to start with my heritage because I am Eastern European my parents were both born in what was then Yugoslavia but is now Bosnia and Croatia um and so they were born there they grew up there as children and then they um came to Australia my dad was about 13 mum was about five years old so quite young um and then grew up here and then <laughs> ended up meeting each other and I do remember so my mum cool. saying to me she's like I'm never gonna marry a Croatian and then she <laughs> ended up marrying a Bosnian which is practically yeah. to be honest it's the same like practically I mean, the same. I mean, so, not um, to all, but yes. <laughs> not to all, not to all. Yeah, but they, the, where, the part of Bosnia dad was from was pretty close to the, the new Croatian broad, border yeah. when it got created. Um, yeah. And so I've grown up in, yeah, with that Eastern European family. So big families, like lots of cousins, lots of family time. I'm one of four um, children. So I have an older sister, younger sister and younger brother. So just like big family stuff, like yeah. people around all the time, like always like food and, you know, celebrations, loud. loud. And then I also think if we think of the Eastern European culture, there's a hardness to it, um, to mm -hmm. the people, which is, was absolutely necessary is absolutely yeah. necessary for them surviving what they that, that part of the world um even if we just think of the conditions in some of those areas and even like climate climate um, yeah as well is like so yeah. integral to that yeah and then so there's that sort of hardness to um the people and then you know what they've gone through but also a fieriness and so I grew up around that in my parents and my aunties and uncles and stuff um and I think that has definitely impacted me and elements of that I have tried to uh detach from or not <laughs> carry on with me quite so much um yeah. but those those factors have definitely um influenced me and I just I think the ability to emotionally express has been a really healthy element of growing up in that culture and I also think it's part of the Latin American culture for you too Aggie, Definitely. which is very different like the European kind of emotional expression the Latin American emotional expression is very different to the Anglo like yeah. tight-lipped swallow it down don't feel don't think don't express and I um I feel that's actually a really healthy part um healthy thing I, I agree of the heritage I grew up in um and I just like to think sometimes of an example when I lived in London of this uh, Italian couple that lived below me. And like when they got mad at each other, it was this passionate thing of throwing laundry out the window to the, <laughs> the apartment down below and like hitting the table or like not hitting each other, but just like and shouting and like just yeah, getting using it the out. body. Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. it out. So then <laughs> there was the ability to fully accept and receive and be available um, yeah. instead of the like bitter manipulative like passive dismissal moves that um can happen in different cultures especially the anglo culture and i date an anglo boy so it's just interesting seeing that contrast of how we behave in that way yeah i can very much relate um yeah also so, um, with, like, my yeah. english husband so, your english yeah, husband can... too exactly yeah <laughs> um, um yeah so that's kind of 
that's how I grew up. And so I think I grew up loving just being a part of community, of being a part of people, celebration, like coming together. Um, I was really active as a child. Nature was a big part of my life, um, as yeah. like in family, eating well and having an appreciation and passion for food and nourishment um, and real like whole foods was a big thing that was instilled in me. And um, I have forever had an extreme love for food and flavor. Um, and yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely say like, um, you've held a few like mushroom foraging um, days and that's been really cool to just witness you in your element of a nature but also just like sharing something you did as a child and with your heritage yeah yeah yeah. so Mm. that's really that's been really also fun to learn about um Mm. so yeah um I can I can see how that all of those things like weave through into who you are now Mm. um it's really cool it's just so nice to talk about that stuff um especially like knowing who you are as a person Mm. um I think like um I can also relate to the the qualities of that um that region my my grandfather um, by marriage to my grandmother was from Slovenia, so also ex-Yugoslavia. Um, and, yeah, there's just, like, such an appreciation for, you know, food and um, generosity between community and it's a real open spirit. But in a way there is a closedness there um, and, as you said, very much necessary. Um, but I think it is, like, very much climate-related as well. Um, mm. as well as well as everything that obviously they underwent um so yeah that's really cool to just understand that part of you mm. um I think it's interesting to also note um I guess these we're talking about like the qualities that maybe your family has instilled in you but um the key ones for yourself as an individual. Um, So I've got a few things of like, how do you show kindness to others or what's your priority in life? Um, Mm. But maybe there's like a few other things that maybe your values is kind of what I'm getting to. um, Yeah. I like this question. Yeah. I was pondering this question earlier today because I was like, gosh, how do I show kindness to others? This one really <laughs> stuck me when you sent the list through. And then I just sat with it. I was like, you know what? Trust that spirit is going to talk through you. <laughs> Answer <And> that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, actually, quite a few things came up for me for this one. And I think the first thing is showing kindness to myself is mm. the first thing that I need to, that we all need, that I'm going to talk for myself, that I do in order to be able to show kindness to others. Without being able to offer my, that kindness to myself, there is, it, it comes from a disingenuous place, I feel, yeah. in offering it to others. And so for me, showing kindness to myself is the first thing. Um, another way I show kindness to others is respecting their people's time and energy. Um, I really, really, and for me, it's also like then by res- the way I respect people's time and energy is like, making sure I'm available like I'm fully available and present when I do show up and if I'm not being honest about that and then that then 
um, is then like the creation of my healthy boundaries of knowing when I have capacity to show up and be present and available for people. And when I don't and knowing that it's for the best, because I want to be, I want to respect people's time and energy and show up for them in the, the best way I can. Um, and another thing I think is having a practice that builds compassion. Um, my yoga practice, my contemplation practices, my time in nature, my study of kind of cosmic consciousness of oneness really are all practices that help me foster and develop compassion. And I also think understanding my humanness, my human psychology, human behavior really then helps foster compassion for others. And that is then that kindness to others. Um, and I also, another way I show kindness is my vegan diet. You know, that's a really crucial part of, um, and lifestyle, vegan lifestyle, like living that um, way is another way that compassion kind of filters into my everyday life as yeah, well. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Um, I also want to offer one to you just as a friend. <laughs> mm. um, but I think you're really integrative of, like you like to gather people um, together and also just like be I want to say like inclusive is maybe the word and just like you always are remembering others when you're kind mm. of moving through the world yeah. um, and I think it's really kind and generous of you to include others in situations that maybe they wouldn't get a seat at the table to or they wouldn't usually mm. be privy to so I think that's what I've noticed within like you that um, mm. I really like about you as well as a as a friend and a person I feel like you're very open to including everyone mm. um, thank you yeah um, I also want to just ask you a little bit about the the healthy boundaries that you mm. kind of touched on there um, and what that means to you like what is the definition of a healthy boundary for you because I think that's an interesting thing to just kind of ponder on and maybe helps our audience as well yeah I always think I'm going to butcher her quote but the Prentice Hemphill quote um that let me try boundaries are the distance from which I can love you and me simultaneously I'm pretty mm. sure that's the wording yeah and that literally is what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And I feel that for me, what can I say around this? I think it's knowing, I, you really have to know yourself in order to be able to exercise your boundaries. And it's, mm -hmm. so I think it starts from awareness and like what I, I, I have awareness practices that cultivate self-awareness. And so I feel like the, the fruits of those self-awareness practices are this ability to know my energy and by knowing my energy, I'm able to better manage my energy and to manage my energy requires these healthy boundaries because if yeah. I just give all the time and show up all the time and feel obligated all the time, I am then, I feel like it's a disservice to others because maybe I'm showing up when I don't have the capacity, the emotional yeah. bandwidth, you know, the energetic capacity. The key word I kind of heard there was um, awareness. And I think that yeah. kind of filters through in everything that you said around this question of how you show kindness, but you mm -hmm. show up with awareness to like the situation 
um, you're very kind of aware of who you are and who you can be in that moment with mm. others. Um, so I think that's a really, I think that's something I've also learned from you slowly. Mm. Um, and it's just been nice to kind of integrate it into my own life. And also I think you give a lot of permission to, to people to be that way. Um, as well in in the friendship so it's really nice to to have that Um, especially when we're we're very similar in a lot of ways but very different in others and so it is it is nice to kind of have that maybe in common or just like that thing that we can that I have been able to cultivate um, just from being being your friend um that's I think a nice place to move on to maybe the things can I just um there yeah, was that yeah second yeah. part of the question that was like what the highest priority or something yeah I was just about to ask that <laughs> you want to ask that okay I was yeah. sure if jumping ahead yeah, yeah go for it <laughs> yeah I think um obviously like the the showing kindness part answered that quite a bit um I would say in terms of your highest priority um it sounds like um, kind of being in touch with yourself, being very present, um, being able to tend to yourself and have the time to tend to yourself mm. um, so that you can then show up in life fully. Um, mm. But I don't want to answer for you. So um, if there's anything else there that you're wanting to add to that. I was thinking about what is my highest priority and these questions can often stump me, but what has come up for me is be myself, to be myself, to not be mm. who someone else thinks I should be, to not be someone that will please someone else, to not be someone because I feel obligated, but to literally just be myself. Um, yeah. And that's the hardest work I think we're ever going to face in our lives <laughs> is to be ourselves. <laughs> But Truly. by being myself, I feel the most alive and then I'm um, the most honest to myself because then there's no lies between me and me. So it's just mm. the most fulfilling way to live, I think, um, even it's though like, maybe sometimes the scariest and yeah. I also find it like it just keeps you like accountable. Just yeah. being yourself keeps you accountable. You don't have to like tiptoe around situations or mm. you're just, you are who you are and yeah. that is that is it. Um, but as you said it is something that takes time to cultivate and is awfully hard forever (laughs) yeah forever work (laughs) um I want to just jump ahead just based Mm. off that um around I guess the lessons that you've learned the hard way um Mm. just kind of touching in on things that feel hard um or have felt hard um in in the past Um, And perhaps it is exactly what you've just said. (laughs) So many things feel hard. (laughs) Isn't it just life? There's the easy and there's the hard. I feel like, so. okay, what has felt hard? What feels like the challenge, the lesson? It's interesting because my, um, I think my physical body has offered me offered 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 in <laughs> parasites parentheses is that what yeah. um many challenges and I do feel that my physical body is my work this lifetime um mm. and it's offering me 
lots of challenges. And it's so interesting because my therapist actually brought it up with me. And she's like, she's the one that kind of drew my attention to this. She's like, you're literally being in your body is your work this lifetime. And she mm. was saying, she's like, and she's also said to me, like, I'm a very ethereal person and being. Yeah. Like, I love to, I'm Pisces, sun, like, I'm projector, like, very mental, heady, totally. airy, watery. And so being on the earth is actually very challenging for me. And like with the earthly lessons in the material realm and grounded can feel very mm. hard and challenging for me at times. So this is why I think like the grossest body, my physical body is like my work and even things like finances, stability, family, home, mm. money, like all these very earthly lessons. These the are kind the of that are yeah the tangible things yeah the tangible <laughs> yeah. things these are the things I've, I have to work at um but for me generally it's my physical body because I've just had a lot of trauma and injury and pain that I and chronic pain that I'm always navigating especially over the last few years but it's like I feel like there's um I'm going to be unpacking that for a long 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 time and it's can often be all i um, focus my attention on is like mm. everything that hurts all the pains that I am always managing and it can kind of uh uh run the run the show a little run bit the sometimes. show yeah. yeah it's yeah. like one of those stories that can kind of be on loop a little too yeah. loud sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. chronic pain um, is no is no fun <laughs> injury I, I chronic hate, injury I is hate. no fun yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, um, um, I think also yeah. another thing that we've definitely bonded over um, yeah. without really knowing it um, yeah. is definitely that that element of body. Um, sorry, one sec. Got a little tickle in my throat. Don't want That's all right. everyone hearing I think my the, cough. The garbage <laughs> truck was happening a few minutes ago. Sorry about that. Um, I kind of just want to like ask that question again in terms of like, although that was such a beautiful mm. answer, um, just around like the, I guess, those moments where you've had those biggest shifts. I think those are often the moments where it's like those little life lessons that change you into a new gear. Um, mm. And I wonder if that makes that question a little bit more different but almost the same thing but just a little bit more like oh okay there have been those like bookends or chapters in my life where I have had to learn that about myself can you ask the question again in this new life yeah um yeah what life lessons have you had to learn the hard way but also I also want to just like ask it in terms of like what have been those changes that have offered you to propel forward mm. um, so that we're not like framing it in like everything is hard but these changes yeah, actually course. offer um, maybe a, a momentum forward. Yeah. Gosh, so, oh, wow. <laughs> That's a big question. You it's can big... only, you could think of just one. You don't have to think of yeah. every single one. The first <laughs> thing I that's coming to. I absolutely loved your answer, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the first thing that comes to mind is my time abroad, living abroad. Um, and it's just very interesting. So I spent, um, in my early 20s, I lived in London for two years and then my visa 
very uh, broke my heart and ended. And so mm. my friend who I was living abroad with and I were not not ready to leave. So then we jumped across to the Netherlands and lived in the Netherlands for a, a little while longer on another visa. And coming back from that trip was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, mm. like reintegrating into Australia after that because like I literally and then also like with the friend I had lived with we were like part in a partnership almost without the, the sex you know it was yeah. literally <laughs> like a romantic relationship without sex and um a lot of people thought we'd gotten together during that time as well but <laughs> we were each other's family for three years of our yeah. lives and it was and we just meld and we were everything and then when I was living in the Netherlands I met this guy and you know lust and everything built and it was so interesting coming back leaving him was really really hard coming back to Australia and it was so interesting what happened when I came back to Australia it was kind of like the way I framed it in my mind was like Europe was a frolic and I didn't mm. I could be carefree and just be myself and live my life and then when we came back to Australia it was serious it was like now we've got to be serious and now we've got to <laughs> like you know, figure out what we're doing with our lives. Like it's very like masculine, like yeah. this is what you do in your life. And so all the like, and that then shaped my thinking and stuff. And this guy was going to come to Australia, but I was like, no, I'm a different person. I felt like a different person. And I was yeah. just like, how can one place and like all the history of this place change me? It was so interesting to notice how it changed me yeah. so much. and had all these projections, like this home had all these projections of the way I was supposed to be now that I was back home, you know. Yeah, that um, is so, so interesting. I so can that definitely was, relate to that. Yeah, that that year, like getting my feet back on the ground was just a whirlwind. And then to be honest, um, after that, I like kind of just found my feet for a year and then I like moved into Nina West and then started dating everything that moved. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, then found, I felt like I had to go back into the arts, work back in the arts again. And then I hated my boss and yada, yada, yada. And then before I knew it, I was like, it's time to do yoga teacher training, something I'd been saying to myself for eight years that I wanted to do. And I was like, just fucking time to do it. And then that created massive changes, ripple effects throughout my whole life. Like, like, like that click of the fingers. Yeah. So those yeah. are two big markers, I think. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a nice, um, that's a really nice way to kind of bookmark those I think I'd say very similar things to mm. that. <laughs> mm. um and just to kind of like bring it back to the here and now mm. um what has changed the most over the last year over the last year wow my beliefs around my identity as a yoga teacher and what that means Mm. and how that needs to look and opening my mind to the possibilities of the way that can look and noticing where I was boxing myself into this, the restrictions of the identity. Um, like now I'm like, I'm teaching, I've just started teaching at a new studio again, um, the collaborative in Marubra, which is so exciting with my new, with my mentor, Helen, um, gorgeous so cool. place. So, so lovely. I just started this week. <laughs> But um, it was interesting to notice I can still call myself, like I am still a yoga teacher even though I wasn't teaching any yoga classes in a week, you know, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And just noticing like how I was like 
I am only a yoga teacher if I only do what I've been doing full time for the last five years, which is only yoga, you know, and it's like anything else was like not good enough in my mind to go and work at a float, well, a health and wellness center just doing admin was not good enough, you know, to have a side job was not, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't like doing it properly. And so this year that reframe has been very freeing. That's really nice. I think it's um it's something really nice to for our community to listen to and hear, especially if you are a yoga teacher, of the many evolutions of who you are as a teacher. And um, how we box ourselves into identities, like how we almost yes. create identity is just a, sh- a sheath we put over. I, I wrote you know? I wrote that identity as a teacher, as you said it. Yeah. Um, because I think it's something. And I think that maybe is a whole episode in itself, Mm. to be honest. Um, But, yeah, that shell that we put ourselves into of, like, what we believe to be the end goal. Um, But I think, like, the more you practice your yoga, the more you are able to let go of that (laughs) and disattach from what that is and just let, like, life show you the way. Um, so yeah, that's really nice to to hear that that's kind of been the biggest change. Um, what and was also, the original? Yeah, no, you go. Yeah. Oh no, no, you go. What, were you what was the say? original question as well? Because I feel like I have something else. Yeah, how have you changed the most over the last year? <sighs> I think as well this year I've really prioritized my fulfillment and just recognized mm. areas of my life that were sapping the pleasure or sapping away like things that were taking away the fulfillment that I wouldn't have even recognized so and that the the yoga teacher identity was one of them as well so they're they're definitely connected um but yeah that was my intention this year was fulfillment so it's definitely been my um guiding light this year and what would you say that what does fulfillment look like to you what does it it literally it feels ripe and rich and Mm. like I feel like good in my life and I'm I'm feeling it's like fulfillment in all areas I feel like spiritually mentally emotionally stimulated and um engaged um Mm. and so for me yeah it's just like feels like summer (laughs) yeah fulfillment does feel like yeah just um and for me, there was a lot of things about fulfillment that money was required and that's, and the struggle around that last, I mean, it still exists, but just kind of the reframe around how I can make money was necessary to then bring in fulfillment because there was a lot of things missing from my life that I just couldn't, didn't have the resources to do. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm unfulfilled because of that. So I need to bring something else in so I can re- refill those cups. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah that's interesting um we have a question here around Mm. the bucket the bucket list um and that feels like a nice place to go where we can dream um around you know what is on your bucket list it might be travel it might be something completely different and I think this idea of fulfillment really kind of comes into that um I just want to go on a YOLO trip to (laughs) somewhere in Europe so bad (laughs) so bad just with my man and maybe have some friends there for a pocket of time and just like 
do the isle Croatian islands, do Greek isles, do Spain, do the south of France, do Italy, just fucking like pleasure live it up live it up yolo exactly <laughs> i just want to fuck off and go do that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, especially yeah. at the moment with everyone that's currently there oh, and you know you're just yeah. like yeah you're just like why <laughs> why so am i not there <laughs> i forgot about all of that that happens in us when we're in winter in australia you see everyone going on their trips on social media but because i'm off social media i'm like this yeah is so healthy for me to yeah. be seeing that <laughs> yeah. I love that I'm not getting like the envy um yeah yeah um, and I think is there as well anything like, else I think as well because like with my partner we've got we've had our own stuff in our relationship we've been navigating the last few years so I just love to just have fun together mm. and just like be peaceful and chill together and you know um for a chunk of time um yeah, what else is that. on my bucket list no that's it for now yeah 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 that's just what um, I want to do I want to get out of the country yeah you said um be peaceful and that is also one of our questions on the list Mm. so I'll just go there straight away um what makes you feel peaceful other than a YOLO trip (laughs) (laughs) uh just shavasana and Mm. like the sun and just like the sound of the birds and just like being quiet in sacred stillness with myself and feeling my body relax and feeling safe in my skin and just like having time and space and emptiness just for me. That's when I feel the most. Yeah. And would you say, because we have another question here around feeling energized. And as you Mm. were saying all those words, it kind of felt similar in a way to me like they're the things that you might also do to then feel energized but yeah (laughs) yeah I absolutely do do those things to feel energized and then I think the other things I do to feel energized is get outside yeah me being outside it does miracles for my energy (laughs) I think also like you really thrive being around your friends yeah I, th- I think that's something that like I see within yeah. you you're just like oh I, I really need that dose of like yes girl time yes or, yeah deep <laughs> chat and I do find myself as well like if I see friends in environments where we can't like get deep I feel really um unfed I feel really mm. unfed like and I like actually like feel quite emotional afterwards and sensitive about I'm a very sensitive soul and yeah. like I can actually like take that on because I'm like oh I didn't get to I want to see them I want to understand them and I want to so show sweet. myself to them <laughs> and then if I can't do that in an environment like sometimes I love to like have everyone together and it's just fun but like if I only ever see certain people in just those environments I feel like I never get the richness. You're not getting to the the root of who the they are. The root of the, who they are. And then I feel like, I'm like, nah, this, it's, it's not, it's not fulfilling enough for me. It's not enough. Yeah. 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 And that seems to be the word of the year for you. Fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and it does energize me that because then I feel yeah. connected and not separated, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it then nice. keeps the loneliness ego shit away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it's like really important as well. Um, to know that about yourself as a mm. projector because yeah. there's like so many like bits and pieces out there that kind of say like we need to be 
alone and um mm. <laughs> you know take care of our energy and all this stuff which is true to a certain extent but like also you do get energized from people um and so that's also really nice to hear um mm. that kind of rhetoric around you know n- not even just being a projector but who you are yeah. um yeah and I I see that within you like when we have our 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 work can chats and then we also have like time to just social together and mm. like connect one-on-one yeah. on one and it usually ends up being a long chat much like the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> um amazing I've got a few other questions here so I might just mm. change the gears once again um I really like this question um would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors or travel into the future to meet your descendants? Oh, it's such so a, juicy. It's so fun. Because, <laughs> so like, I'd love to know where I've come from and the history yeah. of the people that made me and the the lineage of, of who I am and what's in my bones and what, what's etched into my kind of soul. You know, yeah. we're literally living out our ancestors' like issues. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) and everything so I feel like that could be really cool but then time travel going forward would be cool it's so funny you asked this question because I literally Outlander the tv show is all about this like going back and forth in Scotland and through like the middle ages and stuff I do love a time travel show yeah (laughs) and it's so I had put it down for a while the show because there's just so many episodes it's just so big (laughs) and then I jumped back in literally three days ago and it was right on a juicy point of another time travel and I was just like um it's it was just so cool and so I I feel like as well I'd love to know what came after me and like the future thinking forward thinking mind of mind like that kind of very Aquarian energy of like what's what's ahead yeah and maybe also like what your imprint what's yes that's yeah like made on other people like what was your um your slice like can you see yourself in others yeah so I think I'd rather that I think I'd rather that one yeah yeah, that's so cool. I I'm, I love that question so much. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs> it blew my mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, I think we're going to touch a little bit on work, um, mm. quote, uh, you know, like what is work? But um, <laughs> I think um, you've kind of touched on this a little bit already around the, the idea of fulfilment. Um, and the question is, does your job make you feel happy and fulfilled? Are you kind of one of those people that works to live, lives to work? I definitely already know the answer. Um, <laughs> answer <Aggie. laughs> uh, wait, which one's the one you live to work? No, work yeah. to live. I don't know which one. <laughs> I asked my um, partner this morning because I was talking him through the yeah. I was like quickly said, oh, what do you think of these questions? And I was like, he's like, oh, that's fucking obvious. You're definitely one. And I was like, well, yeah. he's like, definitely work to live. Like he's like, it oozes out of you. And I was like, okay. yeah, because I was like, got in my head about it. I was like, which one am I? Yeah. <laughs> the one but where you, you work and then you forget about it and then live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely but- that one. I definitely work to live my life. Yeah. 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 And I think like. I mean, 
it by the sounds of it and obviously I know but you've had many iterations of your career and your jobs Mm. and what are the nuggets that have made you feel most happy and fulfilled in each of those or so interesting because I feel like I wish (laughs) I didn't want to always grow and evolve so much sometimes I wish Mm. I was just more of a like chill easy to appease please and please person with just like yeah just you could just stay at a job for 15 years and And be okay with it I'm not I'm not okay with it and I've always got to make moves and yeah I just it's sometimes exhausting but it's thrilling as well you know I love it um but yeah I think as well like I have always loved the moving body like I think Mm. as a young child dance was like I was obsessed I was like so obsessed and it's so the physical like the moving body has always been a passion of mine and I think no matter what I do it's always going to be kind of where my my love and passion lies around the work that I do so I can Mm. I do see that there's going to be many evolutions and iterations of how I work with the moving body but I think at the end of the day that's always going to be the thing that um like takes that, me through the, yeah the yeah, thread right that kind yeah. of like yeah yeah that's so cool um and then I guess like with that iteration where are you at in this very moment like what are you sharing with the world I know you mm. said that you're kind of like work just started working at the collective um Narubra, yep. but is there something there that like you're wanting to put out into the world or yeah. yeah where do you see that going for yourself I really I really need to start making some moves I have a lot in my my head a lot of mm. cre- uh, there's a lot of creative juice that is just yeah. waiting for me to channel it into things and I just need to grow some fucking balls and do it <laughs> and just I mean, do the thing I, I believe do in like the right time as well. I've, well this, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's a few things that you can definitely sit on and like you're just like, okay, I need to just get that done now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I just feel really excited by the the way I've set up the next evolution of my work because I've just taken away all this giving of teaching on a regular schedule at studios and now I have all this creative um, life force um, a capacity mm. available to to put into things and offer into things that I really like really get me like turned on and going and um, I'm really excited for that I don't know what it all looks like yet because I think I'm definitely in that incubation phase and it is winter here so I'm honoring that and yeah. as you said not rushing it but I um I feel like I've kind of put things a few things in place to allow for that which was the whole point if that yeah. makes, does that Amazing. make sense yeah that yeah. makes loads of sense and I I can almost see that kind of coming to life as you were talking just with like all the moves that you've made earlier this year with like letting go of studio um and maybe just like picking up some some out of yoga space work yeah Um, I've been just to give yourself like some breathing space as well I've needed it just pause you need to stop sometimes and we need change yeah you can't ignore it and I've also been dipping my toe back into the dance world this year and I'm really loving that as well. Um, yeah. And that amazing. feels really, really exciting. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so yeah, our, our final question was going to be, what are you excited about at the moment? But I feel mm. like that's maybe something you've just touched on. And if there is anything that you're like bursting to share, um, feel free. <laughs> I'm excited to see the Barbie film again tonight with you. <laughs> it's so fun. It's, anyway, so I'm, I'm really excited about that today. Um, yeah. And then everything I just said. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Um, okay. I think that is like a beautiful place to leave it. Um, I feel mm. like we've learned a lot about you. What I'm kind of taking away from all of this is just like how creative, how um, I think emotionally aware you are, but also like I really liked what you said about like the being in the body being your biggest lesson of this lifetime. Mm. I, I, that really like hit a nerve, touched home. <laughs> um, and I'd never kind of even thought about that as a possibility of a lesson. Um, so mm. that was really kind of a nice perspective for me as well. Um, yeah, and just like how passionate you are about your work but also your life and everything that you that you offer in the world in every moment. Mm. It's just really nice to be a part of it. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. I've loved this. Yeah. yeah. Um, final question from me. Where can people go to learn about you if they want to work with you or just kind of stay in touch? So you can stay in touch here on this podcast, the drop-in podcast with me and Aggie. Um, and then my website, tanyav.com, T-A-N-Y-A-V.com is where you can connect with me. I love my newsletter. If you just want kind of little juicy nuggets and then also to know what what is going on for me that is the place to be you can subscribe on my website and um yeah they're the two things yeah beautiful mm. awesome well you can also listen in to next week where tanya will be reversing the roles and i'll be answering the questions <laughs> can't um, wait for that yeah well thanks for listening um and yeah hope to have you with us next week Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Aggie. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. <laughs>